Hello, welcome to It's in the Book. I'm Jade Sylvan, and I'm going to tell you a Bible story. And since all stories need an audience, my wife Sue is here too. Hello, I'm Sue. I'm the wife. Sue doesn't really know a lot about the Bible. We introduced ourselves last time, but just to position myself, I'm a white, queer, non-binary person. I'm a white, queer female. Why do you say female and not woman? I prefer the word. Okay, whatever you like, that's fine with me. So last time we talked about the first creation story in the Bible, Genesis 1, in the beginning, all of that stuff. And here we are to another hit, the second creation story in the Bible, the Garden of Eden. Oh yeah, definitely one of the big hits. I super know stuff about this. You've heard of the Garden of Eden. I have definitely heard of the Garden of Eden. And you've heard of not a lot. Yeah, so like what I what I was taught about the Garden of Eden is like it was paradise and then God made Adam and Eve, the first man and woman, and he's like one thing just don't eat from this one tree. It's got apples. And then um It's not an apple, but whatever. <laughs> okay. I'm t- can I tell you what I yeah, learned? Sure, yeah, sorry. so great. Yeah. So um, he's like, hey, great. Just the one rule. Don't eat the stuff. Okay, cool. Have fun. Bye. And and then also he made them and they didn't need clothes. And then um, Satan appears in the form of a serpent. Oh, my God. And coaxes Eve into uh, eating the apple. Not Eve. You've only read the fan fiction. (laughs) I know. Who told you it was Satan? Where are you getting this? Just growing up. Growing up as a Catholic. Going to school. And then Eve like is like, okay. And then eats the apple and gives it to Adam also. And uh, they look down and they realize that they are nude and they make clothes and, they, and then God's like oh you broke my one rule bye and he kicks them out all right well that's not the worst version of the story that I've ever heard but we're gonna we're gonna look into that a little bit more cool yeah <laughs> So here we go into the Garden of Eden. And if you remember the last time, the other one was like super cosmic and like things were coming out of this chaos and whatever and and the water and everything. But here it's like you just start off on the earth. The earth or the field was all dry because God hadn't made rain yet. It's kind of the opposite actually in a lot of ways of the other one because remember Mm. the other one there was just all water. Yeah. And then God made land but here it's just land and there's not really any water. Oh so this is a brand new. In a lot of ways yeah. Got it. Got it. It's a brand new creation story. Great. So there's no rain and there's like this spout or something that that comes up from out of the earth and that's what like waters the earth. All right. We just have this God geyser kind yeah, of Yeah, like geysers or something. All yeah, right. it's, it's kind of unclear what it is. All right. Um, and it also says that there was no Adam that existed to serve the land. Oh, okay. In the first story, remember how I told you it was all this really like domination language? It was like, you'll rule the earth and you'll dominate it and you'll subdue it and all this stuff. And yeah, really absolutely. Kinky. Yeah, well, I here remember it's, that. It's the same word that means like you're the servant of. Oh, nice. So it's like, it's really more like to serve the land. Land, yeah. to work for the land. I mean, people call themselves servants of a king or servant of the Lord even. Wow. So in this story, the Adam is is a servant of the land almost. And I never see that highlighted in translations or in stories or whatever. Yeah, it does kind of seem like it's a different tone, the very least. Yeah, Maybe it's a, a different, different relationship. So God forms the Adam from dust of the earth. 
And the word form is the word that's used of fetuses in the womb. Whoa, cool. So to me, God maybe kind of has a womb here. Yeah. Like, I, why not? Um, yeah, I've got one. Deal with it. So he makes them out of dust from the earth and breathes life into his nose. And then Adam has a soul or whatever, or a nephish or like a... <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> or something. It's called a nephish. <laughs> like it's like a life. And then God plants a garden in Eden. So Eden is a place and he puts it in the east. And then he sprouts trees that are nice to look at and good to eat. And there's the tree of life that's in the center of the garden and also the tree of knowledge of good and bad. Oh. So you've heard of this. I have. Yeah. But like what you said, it's like, it's not just the tree of knowledge of like, now you know things. It's like the tree of morality kind of. So here's how I read this, especially placed right after the last story. Remember how in the last story, it was these this pulling apart of all these binaries and creating all of these false distinctions right. and all these false opposites. Remember how God says things are good, things are good, but bad evil doesn't really exist oh yeah here's the first time we see the word bad you know and and as we'll see like god is explicitly like hey humans don't eat this because you can't handle it and you'll do fucked up shit with it because you don't actually understand what this means oh that's how i read this coming off of that past story i love that so god takes the adam and here's where he places him in the garden so he wasn't in the garden yet he adam um was Mm -hmm. just there and now he puts him in the garden kind of just imagine like a big hand just like coming down and just picking him up and then like like in tv Plop. there's like a scene change yeah but like the hand and the character doesn't move and then you just put it down <laughs> like, you know what i mean like, like like a different like background yeah. gets slid yeah. in and like, yeah, like the anime or <laughs> yeah like whoop <laughs> yeah no i i think yeah. that that's a perfectly good way of uh of visualizing it awesome so he takes the right. adam puts him in the garden to serve her to serve the garden Aww. or the earth or whatever so it's not like hey adam this is all yours he's like yo adam this garden she needs a caretaker yeah i mean that's like i said that's the word that's used here so then god commands adam and he says you can eat from all the trees in the garden but do not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and bad because the day that you eat from it you'll fucking die (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry is the the Hebrew for fucking is in there? So tell me. Okay, let me explain. So there's this linguistic thing that happens in Hebrew where they take the infinitive verb followed by the conjugated verb, and it's like an intensifier. Okay. Usually, when people translate it, it's like you will surely do this, but, but it's we really, all know what but it really but it's means. really intense. And as I read through the Bible, almost every single time when I see that it can be translated to fucking. Like if you put just fucking in front of the verb and it Mm -hmm. gets it across, in my opinion, way better because it's usually in very high stakes situations. Mm -hmm. I call it the fucking infinitive. I I love it. (laughs) I love it so much. So God's like, don't eat from the tree of knowledge of good and bad or you will fucking die. And then it like switches gears. Okay. (laughs) Because, well, not really because like, so he puts him in the the garden, he gives him a command and in like the last story, then it would be like, okay, he looked at it and it was good, right? Oh, okay. All right. What happens here is God then says, <laughs> oh, this is not good because Adam is alone. 
the human is alone. Mm. So then God, in God's womb or whatever, forms from the earth all these living things from the field and birds uh, of the sky. And he brings them to the atom because he wants to see what the atom is going to call them. So he's going to let the atom name all these things. Got it. So remember in the last last story, God was naming them. But here Adam gets to name them. But no. Sounds like somebody wanted to insert themselves into the creation of the world and they wrote their own fan fiction. I think it's fan fiction all the way down. Oh, yeah. But like this is probably like the earlier story. Got it. So he names all these things. But Adam is still sad because no equal helper was found. When people translate this, they say a suitable helper. But I think that's a shitty translation. Really what it means is like an equal like an equal savior almost. Wow, that is a really different translation. Because, so the word for helper, I mean, it does mean helper, but it's also used like in Psalms talking about God. So oh. it's like, God, be my helper, you know? Like, God, be my savior. Mm-hmm. God, help me, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's not like, be my my servant or whatever. It's more like, be my salvation. Can you say what the act, what the words are? Uh, Where is it? Azer Konegdo. So that's the Azer. And then the Konegdo is like, basically means as in front of him. So like almost like mirroring him. So like somebody who's equal to him. Oh. So people want to translate this as suitable helper to like subjugate women or whatever. But that's really not what it means. So then God puts Adam to sleep. Okay, so here's the fucking thing. Okay, I'm ready, I think. He takes a tzela from Adam. So this is what people always translate as rib. Okay. And the reason they translate that as rib is because later on it's used to describe the side of the arc. And part of the side of the arc of the boat is like the wooden like sort of beam supports or whatever. Right. So people okay. think that this means rib, mm. but you could make an equal case that this just means half or side. Because you could say, oh, it's the side of the boat. Okay. And in fact, that same Midrash that I talked about last time. Yeah. That interpreted the first atoms in Genesis 1 in the creation story as being non-binary. They argue that what is actually happening here is that the first atom in the garden was non-binary. I don't, it's, it's problematic oh. to like apply these words like non-binary to this gender system or whatever. But it's, yeah. it's the language that I have right now. Yeah. Or I guess you could say intersex, although it's unclear if we're talking about sex or gender. And also, like, that's a very, like, modern conception of the whole system anyway. Yeah. There's different genders in the Talmud, too, that, you know, approach different genders other than male, female, whatever. So this Midrash argues that the first Adam was not a man, <laughs> you know, the way yeah. we think of it. And that this process of God taking the tzela is him simply splitting Adam into two and actually creating the concept of male and femaleness right there oh wow yeah yeah so that's one interpretation of it and i mean you know i guess you could still use that if you wanted to to argue for like binary gender systems that's not how i see it especially since as we're seeing the more and more things get separated and we'll see it more and more later but the Mm -hmm. more and more things get separated and categorized the more fucked up shit gets (laughs) (laughs) i kind of thought you were gonna go with the thing of like the more things get separated and categorized the more people want to say that one 
is better than the other or one is superior than the other. Well, it's yeah, like exactly. Them, no, exactly. They can't both though. be the same. Yes. Yeah. But exactly. that's that's what I mean by fucked up. Yeah. OK. That's what I wondered you know? if it was along the same line. So Adam wakes back up and God like brings him this this woman. Adam does a little <laughs> poem about how yeah. awesome Surprise! she is. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. And this is like the first poem in the Hebrew Bible. This, and this is, is amazing. This is flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. That's that hit. Yay. And Adam's yeah. like, oh, this time. Time. You got it, God. Bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Eve gets named here. Or, well, she, she's not named Eve yet. She's named woman, and he's named man, finally, for the first time in this poem. Oh, Adam, the Adam didn't have its own name until the separation. Well, Adam still doesn't have a name. Adam is just called Adam. Oh, okay, Adam sorry. is just called Earthling. But right, right now, ahead. basically, he names her woman and he names himself man at the same time. And then this is the part where it says the two of them were naked and they were not ashamed. That's really all we know yeah. about them. Means nothing to them at this point. But then it says that the snake was the cleverest being out of all of the animals in the field. And the cleverness is a pun because because it sounds very similar to the word for naked. Oh, okay. wow. So it, it like just called, there's a lot of puns in this. Wow, I kind of love that. And there's a lot of fruit puns too. I really think the punness of this story in this book should really be talked about a lot more. I, I really think am it would, obsessed with it, it because would really it's hook hilarious. And, and keep them held. So, and he said to the woman, the snake did, hey, did God really say you can't eat from any trees in the garden? What the fuck? And and the woman says to the snake, no, we can eat from the trees in the garden. We just can't eat from the tree that's in the center of the garden and we can't touch it or else we will die. Yeah, she so sounds about right. And then the snake says, you're not going to fucking die. <laughs> and it's because God knows that on the day that you eat from the tree, your eyes are going to be opened and you will be like the gods because you'll know good and bad. The snake is telling the truth, right? Like, yeah. Like God basically lied to them. Also, the snake is not Satan. Okay. Like that is made up way later by Christians. Okay. I love Paradise Lost, or at least I did at one point in my <laughs> life. And that's like a super fan fiction. That is like archive of our own, like, <laughs> like epic, like <laughs> AO3, like multi-chapter. Multi-chapter, like, like 100 Chapter percent, 29 like, out of question mark, like yeah, yeah. unfinished. <laughs> like. It's excellent. It's excellent fanfic of fanfic. But, um, oh, great. But that's like a a much later like Christian interpretation of what the snake is. The snake is just in the garden. It's just yeah. an animal in this story. Yeah. The snake's just a snake. Because sometimes a snake is just a snake. Yep. <laughs> hey yo. Um, I was so, on board with okay, that, so after least. after the snake is like, you'll know the difference between good and bad. Mm -hmm. And you'll be like the gods, and that's why God doesn't want you to eat the fruit. So then the woman saw that the tree was good to eat, pleasing to the eyes, and desirable to, like, make one wise. Yeah. A source of wisdom. That it was cool. a source of okay, wisdom. Okay, great, yeah. Ah, uh, this is the most flawless translation of all time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so she took the fruit and it's not <laughs> apple it's just fruit just the word for fruit okay so remember how earlier it was be fruitful and multiply Same yeah word, be fruity right? and multiply be fruity got and it multiply well here she's taking the fruit and it's fucking shit up <laughs> and she eats it the next thing it says is she gives it to her her man her husband who's with her and he eats it 
I'm like, was he just there the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> was he just like standing next to her, like watching this whole thing happen? <laughs> and it's like, oh, hey, you're here. Well, get, get get in on this. I mean, I, I really know some of that. Like I do. I'm very aware of how much this story has been used to to justify misogyny over the years. But honestly, like I I really love how she's like the initial like actor main character in a way cool. I, I find her more interesting than than adam in a lot of ways and he's sort of just this passive guy next to her right yeah because it's like what as... are you even doing guy yeah like, like hey hey honey eat this yeah oh, okay i'll eat it like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, yeah whatever <laughs> um but like as far as we've seen there's no gender roles here yet like, they're just hanging out naked. There's not even any sex talked about. There's not any reproduction talked about. Mm-hmm. You know? We really... It's just two... Two people. Two people. Yeah. And I think it's interesting, too, that as soon as there are two people, Adam, he has to invent poetry because... <laughs> <laughs> because, like, the, the, the pain of the separation of beings is so great and we cannot possibly communicate to one another effectively. <laughs> That's how I read that. We were at okay. Where uh, were we? Yeah, here, honey, eat this. Right. So, um, so he eats it, uh, too, and then both of their eyes were opened, and they knew that they were naked. So this is the part you knew, mm-hmm. right? Yes. It's interesting that your mind goes there. That that's like where you. It was you, one of the you know. foci of the story. Foci. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was like they no, were naked. I mean, they, it is it, no, it's like they did such a bad. And then they realized what it was told to me is like then they realized that being naked was bad because they didn't know. Yeah. So it's got the so shame here, so story. So now they know the concept of good and bad, and then immediately, right, shit starts getting fucked up. And it doesn't say that being naked is bad. It just says that they're ashamed of it all of a sudden, or that they're embarrassed. I mean, it doesn't say the word shame. I don't think, but like. It's, they're embarrassed by it. So mm. this is what I'm talking about, about like how maybe they weren't supposed to eat this because people can't handle the concept of good and bad because they're going to want to make make things into these like, you know what I mean? Quality oh. judgments and binaries and they're going to just fuck it up. Oh my God. Do you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> no, sorry. But what do I know? You know stuff. I know some stuff. So all of a sudden they know they're naked because they have been given this concept of binaries and they can't handle it. (laughs) (laughs) And then they hear God walking around in the garden. So God is very embodied in this one. This this is Adonai Elohim as Mm -hmm. opposed to like this cosmic God. God is like walking around in the garden. So they hear Adonai walking around in the garden and they hide themselves. So deception is starting. Like all of this bullshit is starting like immediately after they have this concept of good and bad. And God calls out to them or he calls out to the Adam and he's like, where are you? And the Adam says, I heard your voice uh, in the garden or I heard the sound of you in the garden. And I was afraid because I am naked. So I hid. And God says, who told you that you were naked? What the fuck? What do you mean is that? <laughs> like, and then he's like, you ate from the fucking tree, didn't you? <laughs> like, that, And that's not the fucking infinitive. That's just, I feel like that's what he's saying. Um, <laughs> but he's like, you ate from that tree that I told you not to eat from, didn't you? And then Adam immediately points at Eve or <gasps> points at the woman and he's like she made me do it oh <laughs> wait, my god wait. but not only that not only that Adam like points at the woman and is like the woman you gave me to be with me made me do it oh <laughs> what the 
What so the like, fuck? so like, I'm losing it. So here's what happens after they know the difference between good and bad. Oh my god. They know god. they're naked. They get embarrassed. They hide, mm-hmm. and then they start blaming each other and Adam starts like throwing yeah. the woman under the bus. So like, yeah, shit is getting really fucked up really fast. Yeah. You know, God. Um, and like, so Adam's like blaming everybody but himself. He's blaming the woman. He's blaming mm. God. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And not just saying like, I ate it. And so then God looks at the woman and he's like, what did you do? And the woman says, oh, the serpent tricked me and I ate or whatever. So she's like way more straightforward than yeah. Adam, uh, even though she still does kind of like place a little blame on the serpent or whatever Mm -hmm. but she's way more straightforward than adam is and then god looks at the serpent and then here's the second poem in this chapter and here's the poem of the curses wow yeah god is like you are cursed more than all the behemoths and all the the animals of the field you're gonna go around on your tummy and you're gonna eat dust and it's interesting because like the atom is made out of dust (laughs) and now it's like saying the the snake is gonna eat dust and uh so you'll eat the dust all the days of your life and there's gonna be bad blood between the the woman and between her descendants and your descendants okay Okay, um, so God's like, the human race and snakes can never hang out. And I, I think it's also cool here because like the woman is being used as the indicator of, of hum- humans, right? Like, yeah. like instead oh, of yeah. the atom. I like that way of looking at it. It's not like, oh, women are scared of snakes or something. It's like, it's, <laughs> like, it's, like, it's like, no, her seed and your seed and, yeah. and you will bite them and they'll strike your head or whatever and, and nobody's going to like each other and that's going to suck. I read it as like the rift maybe between the animal world and the human world. Mm-hmm. So then he looks at the woman and he says, I am going to fucking increase <laughs> the pain that you have when you're pregnant come on i know God. i know and but the thing is this is also the first time we he- even hear of anybody being pregnant too so i'm wondering if that even existed before this oh, and yeah. also it's the word is rava so what he says is like i will fucking multiply your pain and oh, so if you go back yeah. and look at that nice sort of statement be fruitful and multiply mm-hmm. and here it's like eating this fruit has multiplied her oh wow her pain in the act of procreation yeah. i think that that's interesting just like a cool literary thing it is a cool literary thing so he's like so you're gonna give birth to children in pain okay so this is also really fucking interesting it says your and this word is really weird and people say it's like desire or urge or something like that Mm -hmm. but it's like your urge or your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you and oh my god is god like making women subservient to men in this curse poem so the way i I read this is that God punishes both humans with gender roles. <laughs> because we'll get to Adam in a second. We'll get to Adam in all a right. second. But so, so I don't I'm, I don't like that at all. I don't like what he just said at all. No, it's really I, I, I don't either, but I don't think up. you're supposed to. Okay, good. I think it's supposed to be <laughs> well, really, good then. really fucked up, yeah. you know? So, anyway, but, but, but I th- also think it's interesting that that's not the way God created them. That this is like because of fucked up shit do you know what i mean yes so, like, this isn't portrayed as the way things are supposed to be it's like yeah god's like i didn't plan for this right but now i gotta change shit up because you right. need some stuff and i'm and not listen. saying that god is handling things particularly well <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> so also the interesting thing is that the word for rule over you is the same word that was used in the er- the earlier creation story of like 
the atoms ruling over the earth and the sun and moon ruling over the day or whatever. But we haven't seen that word yet in this one. It was all like protect and guard the earth. And this is the first time in this story that we see that word rule over. And it's in this punishing with gender roles poem. That's not nice. Yeah, it fucking sucks. Then he looks at the Adam, who is a man now, as as we've said. (laughs) And so then he says, because of you, the earth will be cursed. So interestingly, the the woman doesn't get cursed, (laughs) but the snake gets cursed and the ground gets cursed because of the atom. But doesn't the woman get cursed with... He doesn't use the word curse. He just says, I'm going to fucking multiply your pain in childbirth. And, you know, there's going to be gender roles and it's going to fucking suck. Yeah. Got it. You know, so he's like, that ground is going to be cursed and you're going to have to like work for your food and there's going to be thorns and shit and you're going to have to eat the vegetables from the earth, um, mm-hmm. which I guess is like opposed to the awesome fruit that he ate before mm-hmm, or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, remember how at the end of the creation story, it was like, oh, and all the vegetables of the earth and the fruit will be your food and all the animals food or whatever. Remember, yeah. that was like the death at the end of the cycle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. remember. Yeah. So here this is like a punishment. So then God is like, you'll have to eat the vegetables by the sweat of your nose or by the sweat. People say like by the sweat of your brow or whatever. So you're going to mm-hmm. have to work really hard to get food mm-hmm. and you didn't before. It's not going to um, be like in the garden where everything just grew without your effort. Right. Exactly. And to me, I mean, that's sort of still part of the gender role punishment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, hey, Adam, you're going to have to do all the farming and growing. And shit. Adam and the woman are punished with gender roles and with uh, work and with <laughs> being separated. The both. worst punishment. Yeah, with gender roles and the work and the and being separated from, from the animals and from the mm-hmm. earth. And it fucking sucks. Mm. So and like really painful So like there's these, these like all these like separations that are painful and they, they suck. And then he's like, you'll have to do this until you uh, return to the earth from which I took you because this is a hit because you're dust and to dust you will return. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. I made you from dust into dust. Yeah. Yeah. So bringing it back to the to the beginning of this story where where God is making him out of dust. And now he's talking about like the end of like when when he'll die, he'll come back to dust. Like, don't forget your dust. Mm. You're nothing. Wow. Jeez. He's pissed. Real blow to the ego, God. Yeah, that's the point. So here, Adam names the woman again. But this time, she actually gets a name. Oh, okay. <laughs> and she's named Chava, or Life. Chava? Eve is how they write it in English, usually. Oh, cool. That's one of the names of the daughters in Fiddler on the Roof. Chava? Yeah, Chava. Cool. So he names her Life, basically, because he says, because you are the mother of all life. Aww. Sure. Okay, but nobody's been pregnant yet, and, like, nobody's even had sex yet. So, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I think also, like, reproduction starts here, too, because I don't even know if that was a part of this garden before that. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, I forgot to say this shit. So, when they um when they hid in the garden mm-hmm. from God, because they were afraid. Right. Because they were naked. They had made themselves loincloths, basically. Oh, um, yeah, I remember. You know, hearing... I mean, people usually say it's like out of fig leaves. Yeah, I, I'm not going to go back covering. and look and see, but it's like from some sort of like plant or leaf or something. Specifically, it's like loincloths, like it's around their loins and they make mm-hmm. them. But here, God makes them actual clothes. The word is different. Mm. It's like actual clothing. And he makes them out of skin. So like leather oh. or like whatever. So like here it's like 
death finally exists. Animal death oh, exists for the first time. Wow. I know. So all of a sudden there's gender roles. Animals can die. You're, they're wearing their skins. They're wearing their skins. <laughs> Adam's going to have to struggle his whole life. And mm-hmm. animals don't like you. And everything sucks. Mm-hmm. And things got real bad. <laughs> so Adonai Elohim, the Lord God, says, OMG. <laughs> Uh, the, the Adam is like one of us knowing good and bad. If he now extends his hand also to the tree of life, uh, he will live forever. Wow. So like if he also eats from the tree of life, he will live forever. Like that wasn't a perfect translation. I like missed some words, but that's basically the gist. The gist. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So the Lord God sends uh, them away from the Garden of Eden to serve the earth. And he banished um, the Adam and he put, <laughs> he put, this is great, east of the Garden of Eden, he puts a cherub with a flaming rotating sword. <laughs> Oh, to uh, to guard the road to the tree of life, east of Eden, east of Eden, and like in that what that that like Neil Gaiman with the gay angels thing, you know what I'm saying? Uh, good omens. In yeah, good omens, remember how uh, how how yeah, Aziraphale was the Aziraphale flaming sword had the, guy. Yeah. yeah, so that he had like the flaming sword or whatever. So mm-hmm. that's that's what this is from. That's it, you know. Um, so you have this this cherub with the the flaming sword that's guarding the tree of life yeah so they can't get back and eat it and i guess it seems like that'll make them live forever but it's 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 complicated right because like there's there's this whole thing of like grappling with death right like because at the end of the first creation story the death of the plants exists at the end of this one like the death of the animals exists and remember like god said the day you eat of it you'll die or you'll fucking die yeah but they don't but then it's sort of implied that reproduction things happen like in a new way Mm -hmm. but also death exists because of the skins and stuff and so and they're trying to a lot of concepts seem like they were just kind of introduced without a lot of context or explanation or definition what do you mean well you're talking about they're like oh you'll like birth and death and it's like they're suddenly just there you know like reproduction is is just suddenly there yeah because this is like some side comment because because god's like now when you have reproduction wait reproduction what's that don't worry about it the point is it's gonna hurt like hell (laughs) it's gonna suck it's gonna super suck (laughs) yeah i mean i think that that's a fair way to read it but it's interesting to see what what exists now you know because rain doesn't exist yet Oh, shit. And they still can't eat animals. Yeah. They can just eat plants, but there is death. Yeah. There's death of animals. It infers that there's death of humans, although we haven't seen any humans die. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's the possibility of human reproduction. Yeah. So that's where we are. They're leaving. Everything sucks. There's gender roles now. There's deception. <laughs> there's people blaming each other. There's people hiding because they're naked. It's not a there's good scene. There's killing animals because you're ashamed because you decided that being naked was bad because you can't handle the concepts of good and bad because you don't understand nuance you know like it's it's all shit (laughs) uh do you have any questions no we should probably wrap this up let's wrap it up well what are you taking from it i'm curious i guess for me i'm i'm listening to this and remembering how i heard the story as a little kid and basically how i heard the story was like humans were made by god but they were tempted into breaking the rules and they did and then they were punished for breaking the rules. So like this story was used to kind of be like a cautionary tale for several different topics. A cautionary tale of like 
listen to what God says or else resist the temptation of the devil, which is once again, in my version, the serpent was like the devil in a different form. And also later, later, later in life being like some people using this story to say like women are subservient to men. And part of the reason like we can hate on women is because they got us kicked out of the Garden of Eden. I almost read this as more people trying to understand why there are gender roles when there mm -hmm. shouldn't be rather than people trying to make some sort of case for gender roles. So like hearing it in this different way makes me like I really wish that I could just put all of those old stories about the Garden of Eden kind of out of my head and kind of hear this story because I'm thinking of the idea of like the Adam was made and it was like a creature and then you know the Adam was alone and God was like you need an equal companion play so I'm gonna put you to sleep and I'm gonna tear you in half and then like you're gonna get you know there's these two parts of you and then I was like yes you get it I'm getting from this a story of humanity wanting to have company and companionship but not in initially in a subservient way. And also the idea, like this is kind of like messed up to me, but thinking of that, like God did lie. Why? Like maybe if I had heard this story in this way as a kid, I would have wondered like, why did God lie? Did he feel like he needed to protect us? I, I guess I could have like looked at this all, this whole thing of like the Eve eating from the fruit as just a big mistake, like a misunderstanding. And then maybe I could have taken this story with me and gone into the world and seen like even the very first humans like made mistakes they didn't understand and then they had to deal with the consequences of their actions. And then always having that question of like maybe we might not ever understand why God felt the need to lie to these creatures that he created. It brings up a lot more in my eyes like healthier questions that I would have preferred to think about and wonder about and ask people about as I grew up and as I like went off into the world. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I wanted to continue to read this book and study it and do this podcast is because I wish that these stories, I, I wish more people looked at them with more curiosity. Yeah, absolutely. So next time, Cain and Abel, See, uh, things are just getting worse and worse. Thank you so much for listening to the second episode of It's in the Book. Again, I am, right now I'm Jay Sylvan, just the letter. Uh, might be changing it soon. We're beta testing a couple of options. As we are now, you can come bother me on Instagram and Twitter at Jade Sylvan. That's J-A-D-E-S-Y-L-V-A-N. That's my current legal name. <laughs> I'm really trying to like Twitter. It's it's not working so far, but perhaps I will one day. Uh, Instagram is not bad. Uh, I'm on Instagram more right now as it is. But next week, I'm really excited because my friend David Waters is going to be joining us. Uh, David is one of my friends from Divinity School. He is also a religious professional, also a Catholic bisexual who works at a UU church. There's something going on here, and I'm not sure what it is yet. He will be here next week, next week when we do Cain and Abel. I really look forward to sharing that with you. Thank you again, and see you in two weeks. Bye.